Hi, I'm Tracy Kitten, Managing Editor with CUInfoSecurity.com, and this is CUInfoSecurity.com's Week in Review for Saturday, June 5, 2010. Our top story for the week, the seven tips for social media safety. Think twice the next time someone you don't know tries to friend you on Facebook or starts following you on Twitter. That friend or follower could turn out to be an undercover agent looking to scrutinize your employment history or examine your personal references. U.S. law enforcement agents are following people into popular social networking sites, such as Facebook, going undercover with false online profiles to communicate with suspects, gather private information, and view photos and videos that only a user's friends can see. Our second leading story of the week relates to yet another lawsuit between bank and business customer over an ACH breach. This time, however, unlike the well-publicized Plains Capital Hillary Machinery case, which involved the bank suing its own customer, the customer sued the bank, alleging the institution failed to prevent fraudulent ACH transactions totaling more than $500,000. Patco, a construction company in Sanford, Maine, lost more than $588,000 when cyber thieves hacked into its corporate bank account and spent six days draining its funds. The business recovered $230,000 and has sued its bank, Ocean Bank of Portsmouth, New Hampshire, for failing to detect and prevent the bogus transfers. And our third story of the week comes to us from the Association of Certified Fraud Examiners, which just released an update to its biannual report about internal fraud. John Warren, Vice President and General Counsel of the Association, says every public and private organization is susceptible to occupational fraud, which is broadly defined as crimes committed by an employee through the misuse or misappropriation of an employer's resources. But losses suffered in the financial and government sectors are the greatest. The problem? Those who commit so-called occupational or internal fraud are not career criminals and more often than not have no history of fraud or crime. But there are certain behaviors and signs employers can watch for. Here's John Warren discussing what he calls the fraud triangle. It's need, opportunity, and rationalization. And the need comes when you take a person who's in a financial bind. You know, they can't pay their mortgage or they've got big health care bills or, or whatever it may be. You combine that pressure with an opportunity where someone says, notices or realizes that their job allows them access to money and they see a way to take it without getting caught. And usually the third component is rationalization, meaning usually they will tell themselves, they don't think of themselves as criminals, so they will say, well, I'm just borrowing this to get by, I'll pay it back later. What inevitably happens is they take a small amount, they see if they're going to get caught when they don't, they take a little more and a little more, and pretty soon it spirals out of control to the point where they could never hope to pay it back. To fight the growing rate of occupational fraud incidents, financial institutions should encourage employees and clients to report abuse, either through anonymous tips or tip hotlines. That's this week's Week in Review. Signing off for CUInfoSecurity.com, I'm Tracy Kidd.